Welcome to Heart to Heart, a Horizon Health Alliance produced podcast. My name is Christina Pearl, and today we are sitting down with Glenn Briggs from Endeavor Health Services and Jim Prasser from Horizon Health Services to discuss how to begin looking into therapy and the benefits that come along with it. Additionally, both Glenn and Jim will dive into how best to find a therapist and what to expect from that relationship. Well, we're really grateful to have Jim and Glenn here with us today. We are looking forward to discussing why it's so important to consider therapy. Many of us have been contemplating it, and sometimes you don't really know where to start. So we're looking forward to Jim and Glenn guiding us a little bit and giving us a little bit more feedback as to what to look for, what to expect, and why it's so important for us to consider this. So Jim and Glenn, thank you so much for sitting with us today. I would love for you both to introduce yourselves and give us a little bit more background. Glenn, why don't we start with you? Okay, thank you. Um, my name is Glenn Briggs. I'm the Senior Director of Clinical Risk Management at Endeavor Health Services. Um, it's kind of a mouthful of a title um, because I cover a variety of things, but, but I'm a licensed clinical social worker who's been in the field for 38 years. I lead our incident review committee. I coordinate the after hours crisis phone team. I supervise individuals who who oversee the training and central intake departments at our agency. And I also provide clinical supervision to staff who are working on the required license hours for, in order to maintain their license. Uh, and I participate in some quality improvement initiatives that are involved on the state and federal levels, as well as for various grants that the agency has. And I participate in the Suicide Prevention Coalition of Erie County, and I have a small private practice that I do through an online service. Well, that's great. And I appreciate your time since you have a lot on your plate. We so appreciate you adding this to it and sitting down with us today. Pleasure to be here. And Jim, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit more and telling us a little bit more about your role at Horizon? Absolutely. My name is Jim Prosser. I'm the program director of treatment courts and patient support services. So I have a couple of different roles. The first piece is the treatment court which is all of the drug courts, mental health courts, gambling court, family court, <laughs> any other specialty court. So I oversee just all the cases for Horizons and I'll go and you know advocate for obviously the patients there. And then the other part of the role is the patient support piece. And so that is all of our peer advocates. So our recovery coaches, our family peers, our mental health peers, and that's just overseeing the departments or the grants that we have that are allowing peers to work directly with patients and offer you know, a unique perspective to the therapeutic process, which is sometimes just really, really great for patients and you know, they're able to get a lot out of it. So it's a very unique role, I think. Yeah, that is. And so, like you said, it's so important and um, a great additional opportunity for patients to engage. All right. So, Jim, we're going to start with you. Why would you say, given your experience in our industry, is it important for all of us to consider therapy? 
Yeah, I think that really is such like a great question. You know, obviously there's going to be some bias, right? Coming from someone who works in the field, they're going to say, of course, of course, everyone should consider therapy. But I really like to think about kind of what therapy is. And therapy is just helping someone create change in their life. And if you think about it, so many people struggle with change, right? Like, let's not even talk about therapy. Let's just talk about change in general. And if we're talking about, you know, it's what, it's February right now. So many people had New Year's resolutions in January. So many people were going to go to the gym. We're going to, you know, eat healthier, work out, whatever it was. And a lot of people, you know, probably followed through with it for, you know, the first few weeks. And then they started letting old behaviors kind of, you know, creep back in. And what we know is people just really, really struggle with creating changes in their life. And so if you can, you know, for little things, obviously it might not be as significant, but if we're talking about major areas of your life, then creating that change is going to be incredibly important. And going and seeking therapy where you can have a special, you know, a specialist who knows how to, you know, implement certain changes, knows how to address certain behavior, can, you know, offer unique skills. That's going to be so incredibly helpful. So I, I do believe that everyone should at least consider, consider therapy at some point in time. And, you know, obviously, if they're capable of creating changes on their own, great, awesome, fantastic. They might not need that. But if they can create changes where or they're not creating changes that they want to see in their life, that's where I think it's really about seeking, you know, some sort of help, seeking some sort of support. And, you know, ultimately, it's about leading and having a, just a more fulfilling life, right? Like, who doesn't want a more fulfilling life? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. you know, it just, yeah, it'd be silly. Right. No. And that's such a great point. And, you know, if, if you can make that small change and, you know, it leads to so much further impact, you know, why not? And, you know, Glenn, what would you say the first steps would be to go about doing this? Because I think that's where people tend to feel a little bit overwhelmed, unsure where to start might reach out to a friend or a trusted support, which is great. But what are some of the first steps to best find a therapist that would work for you? I, I think that's a good question in that, you know, I think if anything came out of the pandemic is that there was a lot of people who were contemplating needing services that maybe never had uh, interacted with the, the mental health field before this. Um, so they're kind of sitting here going, I'm not sure even where to start on this sort of process. Um, so, I mean, there's a number of factors to consider. Um, you know, there's always the financial issue. And, do you, you know, so do you have insurance? And, you know, lots of times insurance companies have a list of approved providers. So you might as well start looking at that to see if your insurance is going to require you to, to choose from a certain list of folks. Um, you know, there's issues like geographic location, you know, if a therapist is closer to where you live or work, it's more likely to increase uh, your chances of uh, regular attendance and, and, and enjoying <clears throat> the experience because it's not 
you know, an hour away or something like that. Um, you mentioned before, you know, family and friends, uh, we, we often reach out to them for recommendations for other services. So certainly uh, you'd want to talk to people who maybe have gone through this themselves and maybe know you a little and know what you might like. You know, hopefully the pandemic has taught us to remove some of the stigma around mental health that's out there and, and recognize that all of us, depending on circumstances in our life, might uh, need the service at some point. So hopefully talking more about it with family and friends as to, you know, what did you find helpful or who, which you know, person uh, would you recommend would be a, a good step to ask. Another factor to consider is, do you got a specific problem you want some assistance with uh, that might require specialized treatment? You know, an example would be, you know, if you got a substance abuse problem, you're going to want to go to a place that's uh, licensed by the state, uh, the Office of Addiction and Support Services, or maybe you got some trauma history, so you're going to want someone that provides trauma-informed uh, treatment. If you think psychiatric medications might be something that might be required as part of your recovery, then uh, does the therapist have a working relationship with a practicing psychiatrist or a psychiatric nurse practitioner who can prescribe the medications? In New York State, you know, there are people who have, you want to make sure your therapist has a license. Are they a licensed clinical social worker, a licensed mental health counselor, licensed marriage and family therapist, or psychologist? I, th I think when you're looking at choices, uh, some of the private practitioners will have their pages online and they'll have a description of how they approach therapy and all that. And I think a lot of individuals kind of get overwhelmed by all the different therapies and approaches. Not sure what's best for you. So I think important thing to keep in mind is research shows that therapy works and the particular type of therapy provided and isn't as important as what's called the therapeutic alliance. The therapeutic alliance refers to the quality and the strength of the collaborative relationship between the client and the therapist, where there's agreement on the goals you're going to work on, the methods you're going to use to get there, and the role of each person involved, uh, and the preferences of the client. You know, I kind of I use this analogy with clients sometimes. There are many ways to get your desired destination, but the means of transportation you choose depends on your preferences to find as to what you find most important. You know, do you want to get there the fastest way? Do you want to take the scenic route? Do you want to do something that's less chaotic and less hectic? Uh, you know, those are factors you consider on a journey. What do you what do you want in terms of your therapeutic journey? So when you go about choosing a therapist, my recommendation would be not so get caught up in their therapeutic or their theoretical orientation, but just Try to get a sense of what you feel you'd be most comfortable with in terms of how they conduct their sessions, uh, what their area of interest are, and, and their communication style. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so important, you know, how comfortable you are, um, you know, kind of starting that relationship. And if you're comfortable building that rapport and moving forward, because you're right, it, it does get overwhelming. But, you know, when you break it down like that, that really does help. And Jim, you know, what can we then expect from a therapist? And, and Glenn was really able to kind of set us up for, you know, what to look for and how to get to that, you know, first phone call or perhaps that first appointment. But what should we be able to expect or, you know, look forward to when we make that next step? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
the things that we can really kind of look for and expect from a therapist is, you know, some, someone that's going to be compassionate, someone that's going to be empathetic. We can expect that when we go to meet with that therapist, we're going to be in a safe environment. Uh We're going to be in a place where we can open up, you know, and we can share whatever vulnerabilities we have in a place where there's not going to be judgment or we can be vulnerable in the sense where we could admit, Hey, this is something that I don't like about myself. And maybe it's not something we're proud of. And we can say that in a way where we're not being judged. We're not being criticized for it. It's a place where it's okay to admit to maybe having, you know, personality traits you're not proud of. Right. And we can also expect that the therapist is going to work with us on creating goals. So a lot of times the first couple of sessions uh, usually look at what the overall goal you're working on. And then you start to kind of create that plan of, okay, if this is your overall goal, what objectives are we going to be taking to reach that goal? Right. You, know, you can expect to be learning some new skills. You can be lear- you can expect to be challenged a little bit, right? Again, right. th- therapy is all about challenging, not in a way where it's punitive or mean or anything like that, but it's challenging the way we think. It's challenging the way we perceive the environment around us. And again, you know, I, I can't agree more with Glenn about the therapeutic alliance. Absolutely. We can expect or hope to expect to have a strong therapeutic alliance because Glenn is absolutely right. It doesn't matter so much what type of therapy we're using. What matters is there's a relationship between the therapist and the client and the client has trust that whatever skills are being reviewed are going to be helpful for addressing their particular set of problems. The other big piece I'll say is you can expect to have treatment not just with a therapist, but you can have you you can expect to have a treatment team. Meaning, you might be doing you know individual therapy, obviously with a therapist, but then you can also maybe expect to be doing some group therapy, where you meet other people who have similar issues or concerns, and you can learn from your peers. You can expect, and Glenn mentioned this, the the medication piece, right? You might be meeting with doctors or nurses or nurse practitioners, you know, if appropriate, you might, you know, be able to uh, take certain medications to help with certain things. You can expect to work with peers or care coordinators or, you know, uh, health homes. There's a lot of different services that kind of can get pulled into that therapy umbrella. And so sometimes, yes, you might just want a therapist and that might be, all, you know, the only service you utilize, but you can also expect to have the other options presented and you can decide, hey, is this something that might be helpful for me? Is this something I want to incorporate into my own treatment plan? You know, and so I, I think it's important to be open to when you come into therapy of you might have a mindset of, okay, this is what I need or this is what I want to work on. And yes, absolutely, you should work on those things with your therapist, but also be open, open to new ideas, open to, hey, there might be some other ways to address this problem that you haven't considered before, and it could be helpful. So again, 
what you can expect from a therapist is compassion, empathy, and a safe environment and a place where you can open up in a judgment-free way and you can really be vulnerable and take those steps to create change in your life. And that's so true as far as, you know, not only what to expect, but like you said, I mean, there might be a team approach down the road and to just be open to it and be able to listen and hear. And, and then if you decide to move forward, you know, um, with more opportunities and more options that are presented to you, that's, that's even better. Glenn, so we just heard a little bit from Jim about what we can expect from a therapist and a little bit about what might be expected of the patient. Would you be able to elaborate a little bit about on that? So what would be expected of the person seeking therapy? You know, again, overwhelming. Do I have to come prepared? Where do I start when I walk into that first appointment? But would you be able to guide us a little bit on what your thoughts are on that? Uh, Sure. Uh, You know, I think Jim did a nice job in particular pointing out this notion of uh, challenging a little bit the client, asking them to maybe stretch a little out of their usual comfort zone, you know, because as he talked about earlier, the whole idea of change, you know, if we're too comfortable, most of us won't change. And so our job is to do it in a compassionate sort of way to help them with that. So if I'm the client coming in, I'm going to be expected to be, first of all, an expert on themselves. You know, they're the ones who, who should be able to share what has and hasn't worked for them in the past, and maybe why they've gotten to this point where they feel like they need a, a professional involved to, to help them deal with their issues. But we don't want to dismiss their history is unimportant uh, up to this point um, because they have, you know, it's very rare that someone says first time they have a problem, they show up and and ask for help. They obviously usually try some different things to try to see what might help. And when they reach that point that I I don't have the resources personally in terms of family or friends or whatever, and I need to go to a professional, then um, we want to understand what they went through in that process, you know, they're, they're going to expect it to be an active participant in the therapy. You know, therapy isn't something that's done to a person. It's done with the therapist to, to work together on it. Um, so we're going to want them to express what their preferences are, ask questions, advocate for what they need. You know, therapy se- sessions are typically every week or two, depending on <coughs> your needs and, and, and the availability of, of the therapist. Uh, so a client, you know, if it's only every week or two, uh, clients can be expected to hopefully to work on some assigned homework or practice the skills they wish to master. You know, if you think about it, there's 168 hours in a week. And if you're, you know, the more effort and practice you put in, the more likely you're going to see improvement versus that one hour a week you're, you're spending with the therapist. Right. Um, you know, particularly with, you know, if we're talking about a minor, um, the parent or guardian is, is going to be expected to participate in the treatment and, and support their child's recovery efforts. You know, I kind of make the analogy of, you know, kids aren't like dry cleaning that you, you drop off and you pick up later on. Not that counselors get paid all that well, so they even know what dry cleaning clothes are like. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know it's, it's that idea of, of, you know, particularly with minors, their, their parent and guardian is going to be the uh, big influence in their life. So if they're not on board, uh, it's going to make it that much harder. You know, and the other issue we always want to be considered of is, is just overall safety, as, as Jim mentioned earlier. So, uh, you know, 
most of us would want to develop a safety plan and, and work on improving their natural support system so that will enhance their recovery. You know, it's important to have professionals to support you, but you know, most of us in the long run are going to, the more we have in terms of family or friends or activities, uh, people we can reach out to or people we can get involved with stuff to help, you know, balance our lives, the, the better our overall mental well-being will be. Absolutely. And I loved how you said advocating for what they might need is so important. And then also, you know, practicing the skills because, you know, that's how you're going to see that change. And that's how, you know, the therapist is going to help somebody make that change. So really helpful points and guidance for what could very well be an overwhelming path to navigate. I think it's important, like you both said, to take that time to kind of find and navigate the right therapist for you, but that overall it is really just so healthy and beneficial to all who are approaching it. Is there anything else either of you would like to add that we maybe didn't cover? Yeah, I I think as, yeah, as a therapist who's been in the field a long time, I always try to remember how much courage it takes to walk in our door, whether it's an actual door or a, a virtual one. Um, because, you know, in essence, you're saying, I'm a person with a problem that I, up to this point, haven't been able to resolve on my own or with my, you know, the, the help of family and friends. So I'm coming in humble to you as a, a person I don't know. And uh, so I hope you'll, you'll treat me with compassion and, and, and allow me to, to feel in a trusting place to, to work on the things we want to work on. And so if you kind of keep that in mind, I think uh, you'll, you'll start from a place of admiration for this person asking for help. Absolutely. That's such a beautiful point. Yeah. I was just going to add that right now with the changes we've had from COVID and obviously COVID caused a lot of stress for a lot of people. And there's also, like anything, there's some good that came from it. Some of the goods are t- things like telehealth or telephonic sessions have made treatment so much more accessible for people who may not have been able to access treatment right. in the past. And so it's one of those things where you there's very little to lose sometimes by trying to address a problem. and. It's one of those things where, you know, you can take those first couple steps and see if therapy is the right fit for what you're trying to change. And hopefully there's not typically too many negatives to taking that opportunity and taking a chance to see if you can create change in your life. And if there's not a lot of negatives to doing something, I'm always a advocate for pursuing that option because, you know, it's, if there's very little to lose, why not try it out and see, Hey, maybe this is a good fit. And if it's not, that's okay. No big deal. You haven't lost out on too much, you know, a few hours of time. Um, you know, it's very, very small in the grand scheme of things, I think. Right. It's very true. Thank you both so much for taking the time to really help 
those listening just have a better idea on how to navigate this without it being so overwhelming. And just you really both drove home the incredible benefits to why this is a great option to explore for so many of us. We thank you both so much for sitting down with us today and we look forward to talking to you more soon. Yeah, thank you. absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you to Glenn Briggs from Endeavor Health Services and Jim Prosser from Horizon Health Services for sitting down with us today and providing insight into how best to reach out for support while navigating the process as well. We hope this conversation has allowed you to see the importance of considering therapy and the best way to take the first steps towards finding someone that you want to work with. You can always visit our website at horizonhealthalliance.org. Be sure to subscribe to Heart to Heart, a Horizon Health Alliance podcast to stay up to date and informed on the latest resources, support, and education that matter most to our community. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you.